Open with me to Genesis chapter 5. I'm going to uh, start a little series tonight. I'm going to call it Walking with God. And as I told you a while ago, I believe God is taking us somewhere. I believe that with all my heart. I believe God is taking you as individuals and us as a church. So if you want to title this teaching tonight, just title it, God wants to take you somewhere. Say this with me. Say, God, my God wants to take me somewhere. Now, we have to keep in mind that there are benefits, benefits beyond your wildest expectation and dreams of walking with God. Anybody that ever did anything had to walk with God. The Bible says in the New Testament that we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't see God, so we have to walk by faith to follow God. Okay? So, Genesis chapter 5 Let's read verses 22 through 24. We're right in the middle of some genealogy. Do you believe God can speak something to us out of the genealogies? Amen. <laughs> well, sure he can because all of God's word is inspired by God. Amen. It's profitable for reproof and doctrine and correction and instruction and righteousness. So everything is good from God. Amen. All right, look what it says. After he got Methuselah... Enoch walked with God. Notice, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. How old was Enoch? That's pretty old, isn't it? And Enoch, Enoch, right, you want to say it? <laughs> Enoch walked with God and he was not, or God, wow, <laughs> now if you go back and you read all this in context here, you'll see that so-and-so, all these genealogies, so-and-so lived to be 900 years, and he died, and so-and-so lived to be 865 years, and he died, and so-and-so lived to be 782 years, and he died, so all these Listed here, died, the Bible says, except one. Now, now look at this. It, 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 if, you, if you get to Enoch here, he lived 365 years. How many? Not quite as long as these other guys. Uh, and God took him. Did you see that? He was not, for God took him. Now, the word there in the King James or the New King James is italicized, so that means it's put in there through the discretion of the translators to show you that it was not in the original language, okay? And so you could read it like this, and Enoch walked with God and he not. He not. He walked with God and all of a sudden he not. He didn't die because God took him. Now, here's a, here's a revelation for you. Because this brings up another question. Where did God take him? You want to write this down? I don't know. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say. I don't know. 
But I know this, wherever it was, it was good. Because God don't take us to no bad place. So here's Enoch, 365 years, all of a sudden, God took him. Just boop. Okay. Now, if you go back to Genesis chapter 2, just turn back a couple of pages. Let me mention this also here. Verse 15 says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. Where did he put man? All right, in the Garden of Eden, what to tend and keep. Now, let me ask you something. Was the Garden of Eden a good place? Oh, yeah, because it's a metaphor of a type of heaven here on earth. God planted that garden. Everything in that garden, God planted or created, okay? And he took man, his creation, and placed him uh, in that garden. Now, look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. And they heard, now look at this, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, here's the Garden of Eden. The presence of God can be heard every evening in the cool of the day. Now, now the Garden of Eden, my understanding, what I can get from the Word of God, was a perfect place, perfect climate. Okay, so when it says the cool of the day, I guess the humidity must have dropped down to 10 and the temperature from 72 to 71. I don't know, but it just says in the cool of the day, they could hear God walking. Man, isn't that something? Okay, now we know what happened. Adam and Eve messed up. They sinned, and because of the sin, they were separated spiritually from God. They messed up the deal for us. Amen. So, God's plan was to take us somewhere. Take us somewhere in this earth that is like heaven. But man, because he listened to the wrong thing, the enemy messed up, messed it up for all of us. Are you with me? Okay. But God's original plan was to take us into this place called the Garden of Eden. Okay? Now go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. Here we are in the genealogy of Noah. How many remember who Noah is? Okay. It says this is the genealogy of Noah. How do we know it's a genealogy of Noah? Because the Bible says it's a genealogy of Noah. I'm not trying to be cute, and I'm just trying to show you that sometimes we make the Bible real difficult, and it's not, okay? Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Now, he wasn't perfect because this was the after the fall, so he was born of sin or he had the sin nature. But when the Bible talks about perfect, it's talking about a heart that followed God, a heart that was connected to God, not perfect in the sense without sin because we know that Noah even sinned, okay? But the Bible says that he was a just man, perfect in his generations, and look at the last four words there, and what does it say? Noah walked with God. So this is after the fall, and we know that Today, you know, it seems like a lot of things going on. It doesn't seem like. There's a lot of things going on. It's not a real, uh, you know, it's like, man, there's such a spiritual warfare going on and such bad things happening 
you know, you can't turn on the news and hear anything good unless they're advertising a church service. Nothing good. Nothing good happening. People killing each other. Kids in school, shootings, gangs, on drugs, addiction, bondages. I mean, just Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah multiplied times over time. All right? If you go back and look at verse 5 and 8, Genesis chapter 6, it says the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So because now the fall of man had contaminated the hearts, the mind, the process again of thoughts, the way man thinks by separating himself from God, just continually to get evil. And Jesus prophesied, he told us that in the New Testament, that the days would become uh, worse, that men's hearts would fail them because of the things that would come upon this earth. So, look what happened. Here's Noah. Now, Noah was instructed by God to build an ark. I believe that ark is symbolic, if you will, to the church. That's why I said the church is a key, a vital key in keeping keeping it strong that you and I survive the flood of evil, the flood of the enemy's attempt to destroy everything that we stand for in God. Now listen to me closely tonight because God, that's the message. God is taking us somewhere. I woke up yesterday morning, I heard because I was met that God, what do you want me to preach? What do you want me to continue sharing on Wednesday night? He said, he just spoke in my hearing. He said, I'm taking you somewhere. I said, okay. And then I started getting in the word and I began to put all these scriptures. And I began to see Noah, how God instructed him. God called him a perfect man because he walked with God. And because he walked with God, God could give him instruction. The Bible says if you walk with a wise man, you'll become wise. How much more wise could you get than walking with the wisest person that ever was? Who is the author of wisdom? And he instructed him to build that ark, which was the instrument by which God used to save Noah and his family. All the other families in the earth died. They were destroyed by flood except for Noah and his family. Are you with me? They, the, 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 what I like to say is those who helped build the ark were saved by the ark. Those who supported the vision. Remember, I think I taught this a few weeks ago. Noah had to do this at a time where it had never rained. He's out there preaching this stuff for 120 years, but he had to meditate on what God told him. It had to become a visualization that God wants him to build this boat. What in the world is a boat to a man that's never seen it rain or an ocean? Or a 
lake, okay? But he had to get that imprinted down into his system because God was going to use that to save Noah and his family. So it doesn't matter, you know, it matters in the sense that the world is in the condition it's in, but you and I are going to ride above that. We're going to maintain our strength because our strength comes from the Lord. We're going to maintain our helper because the Holy Spirit is our helper, and he's the one, remember, that will lead and guide and teach us, and he will show us truth, okay? So, talking about tonight how to walk with God and that walking with God will make a difference in your life. Now, do you remember Joseph? Okay, turn with me over to Genesis chapter 39. The answer, again, I believe, is that we maintain and keep our church strong. I'm not glorifying the church per se. I'm talking about this is where we come in here to meet with God. This is where we come in here to learn to worship God. This is where we come in here to feed ourselves on the Word of God. And you can always tell when somebody's down or deflated or in some kind of discouragement, they have not fed themselves the Word of God. You cannot. It's impossible to be discouraged and full of the joy of the Lord at the same time. Can somebody say amen? It's impossible to be down and to be filled up on the Word of God. Because with God, how many things are possible? All things are possible. Okay. So no matter what we see or no matter what it looks like, our faith is in the living God. Okay. That's only going to come, the reality of that, the, the visualization of that comes by walking with God. That's why I'm telling you tonight, that's the title of this study, is walking with God because God is taking us somewhere. We cannot lose the vision of where God wants to take us. It was his original plan to take us to a heaven in this earth, on this earth. Jesus even taught us to pray that way. I will be done. Are you with me? On he in heaven, as it, uh, in, on this earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Now, how many of you remember Joseph? All right. Let's read here verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. How many of you remember what happened here? Joseph had a dream. He was a dreamer. God showed him prophetically in these dreams some things that would happen in the future. But Joseph had a big mouth. Now remember, <laughs> now remember, wisdom tells you when to say things and when not to say things. Now listen to what I'm saying. The Bible teaches you and I that he that winneth souls is wise. What does that mean? That means to win souls we have to use the wisdom of God. Because this is, a, this is something that the Holy Spirit has to do through us. Through us, through the church. 
So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We're not magnifying the church in that sense. We're magnifying us as the church to keep a place here that is a lighthouse, to keep a beacon, a ray of hope for people that have lost hope, people that have, you know, butted their heads against the wall because they can't see a way out. There's people, maybe even here tonight, that are in a spiritual Egypt. Egypt represents a type of the world. It represents a spiritual bondage because the real warfare is is a spiritual battle. It's not with flesh and blood. That's what the New Testament teaches you and I. Our enemy is not our brother or sister sitting in the pews around us or our mother-in-law or any other relative or family. It's a spiritual battle. Okay? God is taking us somewhere. Okay? He's going to take us somewhere because he wants us to rise above the flood of the onslaught of the enemy that's going to destroy everything that you and I stand for in the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is going to win this thing. That's why I'm trying to show you that we have to stay on the right side. We can't get distracted or deterred from our walk with God. When we get our walk with God out of alignment, then we're going to start missing God. When you, when you don't have the courage and you don't have the strength, go back and check your walk because your walk has got out of alignment, just like a car, just like a car going down the road. What happens if you've got a front tire that's out of alignment? It's going to begin to shake or it's going to begin to pull. It's going to try to take you off of the course that God has for your life. God is taking you somewhere. And God is taking you somewhere that's good, not bad. God is taking you somewhere where you can be successful. No matter what people will say or what people say about you or any of those kind of things. Joseph got himself in a, in a well or a pit because his brothers didn't like him. Remember, they got jealous of him and they got so mad at him they wanted to kill him. But by the grace of God, because God or Joseph found grace or God's mercy that they didn't kill him, but they put him down in that pit and sold him into a foreign country, into slavery. Took that coat because he was his daddy's favorite. His daddy had made and given him that coat of many colors and soaked it in an animal's blood, took it back to the elderly father and said, your son is dead. Well, verse 1 again says, And Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Okay? So, what happened? Joseph was sold into slavery. He went into uh, the house of Potiphar, Potiphar saw something different about this man, Joseph. Now, let's read here again, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. Now, look. And he was what kind of a man? So, it was a visual that this foreigner, this guy called Potiphar could see, we'll later discover was favor on his life. 
It was the blessing on his life that was visible by somebody who was strange or foreign to God. But yet they could see this. This is why I'm telling you that when you begin to walk with God, that there's a blessing that comes with that that directly connects you to being able to win your family, win your children, win those that you're trying to influence with the things of God. Are you all listening to this? Okay, because here's the, here's the teaching in all this. It says he was a successful man. He was in the house of the master of the Egyptian, and the master saw that the Lord was with him, that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. In other words, just by bringing Joseph into his household, his house began to prosper. Okay? And so Joseph, look at verse 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Talking about Potiphar. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So walking with God brings not only favor and blessing, but it brings promotion. Are you with me? So it was from that time or the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. This is why I'm telling you the key to the the success for our country is that the church stays strong because as long as the church stays strong, America will stay blessed. <laughs> Y'all will get that later. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Okay? So it doesn't matter. You that are here working for somebody, you are blessed. You are favored of the Lord. You go in that place and they will notice that there's something different about you. Don't be succumbed. Don't fall into the trap of being like the rest of the guys. You're not just another guy. You're not just another gal. You are anointed by God to be a blessing wherever you go to that boss that he takes notice. You know what? There's something about this guy. There's something about this gal. That, that, that's favored on their life, I'm going to put them under some more jurisdiction here because what they're doing is being successful and it's working and it's bringing prosperity to my business. That's right. Now, that's what you want to do in those workplaces. That's why I'm saying your, your breakthrough is there, but you've got to see yourself the way God sees you, okay? Your blessing is in your life and it's directly connected to your walk with God. Okay? That's a point there you need to get. Potiphar realized that whatever this guy did, God was with him and was blessing whatever he put his hand to do. Man, that's good, isn't it? He had favor. So I'll just put more things under his command, and whatever he does will just prosper. Okay. So favor and promotion comes from walking with the Lord. Now look at verse 6. Because when the enemy sees that you're walking with God, what's going to happen? Adam and Eve were walking with God. 
They had a pretty good setup. I don't know. <laughs> God was doing everything, okay? They were just in there tending the garden. Everything God planted was good and so on and so forth. Watering and all that stuff. They weren't sweating. It was no sweat. Come on. Sweat was under the curse. Hard labor is under the curse. Okay. Thus, look at verse 6. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. So this guy, Potiphar, he's no dummy. I mean, he was getting over jurisdiction over everything I got. Okay? Same thing that, that the, the Pharaoh did later on. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. I mean, can you imagine? Put him over his checkbook, over his finances, his CPA, everything uh, Joseph was doing. He said, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. In other words, he was beautiful on the inside. He was also beautiful on the outside. Now, that, that can get you in trouble if you're not walking with God. Amen. Okay? Verse 20. I can stop and say a lot, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> then Joseph's master, look at verse 20, took him and put him into the prison. Now, what happened between verse 6 and verse 20? Well, what happened was, that Potiphar's wife uh, liked Joseph. He's a good-looking young guy, okay, and she hit on him. But see, Joseph had the ability to withstand that temptation because he was walking with God. Amen. How many people, how many ministers or preachers or anybody, you know, cannot withstand that kind of temptation? How many fall into sexual sin? Yes. Well, she put a hit on him, grabbed a hold of of his, of his garments. His garments, those worldly garments will get you in trouble. And she pulled part of it off. And he ran. I ain't having no part of this. Okay, because he was walking with God. What happened? Well, she went and told her husband, look, the guy got after me. He made a advance to her. He tried to rape me. He, he, I tore part of his jacket off trying to get him off of me. Lied about him. But see, People can lie about you, but God knows the truth. Amen. It doesn't matter what people say. You hear me that lot? It doesn't matter what people say. What matters is what God says. What matters is what you do in God because you can't hide your sin, neither can you hide from sin because your sin will find you out. That's what the Bible says. So if you're in sin, just admit it and quit it. If you're in sin, don't try to hide it like Adam and Eve. Can you imagine trying to hide their sin with fig leaves from God who sees everything, all-knowing, almighty God. Well, you know, there's a lot of people today, a lot of Christians, that they think, they think God doesn't see these things. God sees everything, okay? But God loves you. That's the point. That's why we have to relate to you, that you cannot do anything bad enough as bad as you can get, as bad as all of us have been, that would stop God from loving us. Why? Because God is love, okay? And if we'll walk with God, sure, we might stumble, we might fall, but we can get back up because we never get so far that God cannot set us back on the track. Amen. And so when we walk with God, it'll bring the blessing, it'll bring the promotion but it'll also bring the withstanding of the temptation to get us off of our walk. Okay, that's good stuff. Now look at verse 21. And the Lord was what? With Joseph, 
showed him mercy, and he gave him what? Favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So even in the jailhouse, Joseph still was blessed because he was walking with God. But, boy, I like, I like verse 20, but the Lord was with Joseph. Say it with me. Say, but the Lord was with Joseph. Have you ever messed up? Have you ever come short? But the Lord, who is rich in mercy, is still with you. I said, but the Lord, who is rich in mercy. <laughs> now, let me finish this up. <laughs> it said, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand. Here it is again. All the prisoners who were in the prison, whatever they did there, it was by his doing. Do you see the pattern there? Do you see the pattern of God taking you somewhere? You walking with God, walking with God through your Christian life? Verse 23, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was, the, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made him to prosper. So when you walk with God tonight, people, listen, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you tonight. Some of you are in a, in a bondage, in a prison. We're not here to point out faults. We're not here to point out the weaknesses. We're just here to say to you that a lot of God's people are still in a prison. Maybe it's a prison of a bad marriage, a prison of a bad relationship, a prison of a financial struggle. Are you with me? A prison of addiction, a prison of, of having temptations that you in your own strength have not been able to overcome. I'm here to tell you tonight, get yourself, God's taking you somewhere. Don't let the devil take you off of the course. Stay the course. Stay faithful because God honors faithfulness. Can you say amen? All right, stand up on your feet with me. I'm just getting started in this because there's so many paths that you and I can take, but God only has one. Amen. There's a lot of ways of getting from A to B, but God has a path for you to take. You're going to find out that not only are your ways not his way and your thoughts not his thoughts, but you have to come back to the understanding of what he said, that you don't look to the east, you don't look to the west, Psalm 75, you don't look to the south, because your promotion comes from the Lord. Quit looking to others for your promotion. You notice he didn't say north, because on a, what do you call those things that go around and show you? Compass, there you go. North is always up. Come on. It didn't say from the north. It said east, west, or south. Don't look. But what we need to look is up because God is up. And God always wants to take us Amen. up. Say this with me. Say, my God, my God. is a good God. 
and God is taking me somewhere. I'm going to walk with God. And I believe tonight I'm highly favored and I am blessed. And wherever I go and whatever I put my hand to do will be blessed and will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.